Today's Ryan and Russ show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a new home in North Central West Virginia, then ask visionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building a new house you are proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Russ show. And don't take our word for it. Take Coach Nealon's. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching the Ryan and Russ show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you back to the Ryan and Russ show, your source for West Virginia sports. On today's show, we're going around the Big 12, and we are bringing on an old guest. Uh, His name is Troy Chuting. He's a former guest of the Ryan and Russ show. And joining us now from Walter Sports Bar in Washington, D.C., he is the Big 12 guru, Mr. Troy Chuning, from the college football and uh, Big 12 experience. Troy, what's up, man? And welcome back to the Ryan and Russ show. What's going on, man? I hope it's not super loud up in here. I uh, I can work the mute button pretty well. But, uh, yeah, it's going pretty well. I mean, the Nat season coming to an end here, not shockingly, but... Man, what a win for for your boys this past weekend, man! I love the video you sent. Oh yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a fun throwback weekend at Mountaineer Field. But Troy, obviously, everybody, we host, we co-host the uh, the Big Twelve College Experience over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're actually going live at six o'clock tonight to uh, preview the BYU Kansas game, and we'll preview all the Big Twelve action. We're there every single week, Tuesday and Thursdays, right after the Ryan and Russ show. But, Troy, you watch as much Big 12 football as anybody. You grew up in the Oklahomas. you got family in Texas. In such a unique year, 14 teams, two going out, four newcomers coming in, got four coming in next year. What's the overall landscape right now, uh, now that we've got three games in and we're actually headed into Big 12 play? Well, I think the overall landscape is there's a really good chance for these four newcomers to make a name for themselves right away. I um you know, you've got your, your Texas team that has a pretty good win in Tuscaloosa, but we don't, I mean, as the week went by, that's not, you know, that's not looking that impressive. South Florida hung with them. So it really looks like there's a log jam in the middle still. And we kind of predicted that on the, uh, on the big 12 college experience that there was going to be a lot of mid range teams. I think it's, there's a chance for a team like Cincinnati or UCF to, I mean, take a stranglehold earlier, significantly earlier than we expected. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i with you, man. I think it's still wide open. I know Texas and Oklahoma, they kind of took care of business, but we've seen this with Texas, man, where they'll take care of business and kind of lay an egg um, down the road, maybe a spot like Baylor that they're going to go to this weekend. Let's go right into Texas and Oklahoma. Would you still say that they're the clear-cut favorites now that K-State dropped a game? Now, I'm not really sure that they're super clear-cut favorites over K-State. I think I would put those three still as like a, a large group uh, of the, the top contenders there. I um, I think it's really funny that there's a lot of uh, backlash from teams like Ohio State and Georgia not running up the score on inferior opponents. And then when Oklahoma does it, it's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 that doesn't even matter. Like if Oklahoma would have only beat SMU by 15 points, it would have been, we need to move this team down. They stink. They're bad. And, you know they cover and it's a two point difference. And it's like, Oh man, I don't know. Maybe Oklahoma is pretty good. So, I mean, we still, I still don't think we know enough about these teams so far there. I mean, like I said, Texas has an impressive win. 
I think Kansas State going on the road to Missouri, I mean, I expected them to win that game, and their quarterback got banged up, and they kind of hung around in it. I think they're still, a, they're definitely still a player in the Big 12. So I think those three, and I think uh, uh, when we preview later on, I think there's a chance for maybe Kansas to jump up there and say, hey, we, we want the league. Yeah. Well, l- l- let's go right into Let's kind of rank the tiers. Um let's let's go tier one if you had to go tier one right now in the big 12 and then we'll we'll transition right after that into how do the mountaineers stack up against the rest of these teams because obviously this is a west virginia show um and the the mountaineers got some momentum some serious momentum headed into big 12 play and i think the margin of error is not very big there at all and i think these teams aren't very i mean a lot of these games man 90 percent of these games are going to be toss-ups You'll get a couple blowouts here and there, probably with Texas and Oklahoma against some maybe the newcomers here and there. But every game's going to come down to a one possession game in this crazy league. Let's rank it tier one. If you had to go right now, would you go Texas and Oklahoma, and would you throw K State in there just because of their pedigree? And Kansas, I would put those four as the top tier. Just um, I don't know if Kansas necessarily definitely belongs in there, but as of right now, I'm willing to put them in that top tier. I think they could beat. Texas or Oklahoma if the situation is right and everybody you know it's such a week-to-week college football the teams will look baller one week and then the next week they just look you know pretty poopy and you never know what's going on with these kids you never know what kind of girlfriend situation they got in college or their buddy just got caught for a drunken public or something like that I mean it's controllable but I'm willing I'm willing to put Kansas up there and put four teams in the top tier right now okay I like that I mean you have arguably the four best quarterbacks in the league. That's kind of how you're tearing it. So to recap, Texas, Oklahoma, and the two Kansases. Now here's where it gets good. Because <laughs> you could make an argument in tier two for about 10 teams. Probably, probably the rest of the league you probably could argue for tier two. How many would you put in this tier two? You got BYU who's undefeated. I Would you put the Mountaineers in tier two right I, now? I would. I would put uh, – I would go UCF, BYU, West Virginia, and probably TCU. I think that Colorado loss got uh, a little too much stink put on it. I think that's not a terrible loss to have, even though it was in Fort Worth. So I, I think those four teams would be that – they're in that second tier. If they could get a win against one of the teams in the top tier or maybe even two wins against a team in the top tier, there's still a chance for a team to slide into Dallas out of this tier. I um, – you know, it was almost good that Green went down in that Pittsburgh game. And, of course, I don't I don't mean it in, like, an injury fashion. I mean it in – it forced Neil Brown to run the dang football. And he was even saying it in his interviews on the sideline after Green went down, going, you know, we just want to control the ball. We really need to run it. And that's exactly what they should be doing, I think, as a second-tier team. And I think with – I hate to say it, how poor the Big 12 has looked in the beginning of the year – I think they might be a player for the Big 12 championship. I mean, believe it or not, I really do think so. I think that there could be enough BS that goes on that one of these Tier 2 teams sneaks in there. But I I think the the best chance you have is probably BYU right now out of that tier. Um, Just because their defense looks pretty good and they don't have a banged-up quarterback. Uh, You know, UCF is dealing with no John Rice Plumley. West Virginia's got their quarterback banged up issues. Kansas State's got a banged up quarterback. BYU looks a little scary too. Well, and I would say what TCU out of that tier, TCU and BYU, what they've been able to do is go on the road in hostile environments, tough places to win. I know 
Houston is not the toughest place, but it's still a Big 12 road win. And anytime you can win by three scores, that's you're going to take that every step of the way. And then, obviously, BYU goes to Arkansas, gets a big come-from-behind win. So I like that. So let us let me ask you this. Where do you have Texas Tech? So you have, you have the four schools in the top tier. Then you got the Mountaineers, UCF, BYU, and TCU in Tier 2. So that's eight out of the 14. Who do you have in Tier 3 then, Troy? I've got a, uh, a little mini Tier 3 that is Cincinnati and Texas Tech. And the only reason why I don't have either school in Tier 2 yet is because – we just quite haven't seen enough. Um, Cincinnati obviously moves straight to Tier 2 if they're able to beat Oklahoma. Um, yeah. Texas Tech, again, still could be one of those Tier 2 teams. Maybe maybe Texas Tech and West Virginia should be flipped, and this is just recency bias from a nice ESP weekend. But I've got I've got those the Cincinnati and, and Texas Tech kind of on that. Are they good? We don't know. One week they will look bad, so you have to take that with a grain of salt and just hope that you know a majority of the games they play well. But that's my 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 abbreviated tier three is those two schools. Okay, I hear you. So ten out of fourteen. So that do you have one more tier at that, or do you have a bottom no. feeder all by themselves? No, the the catfish are all down in the bottom on their own here in tier four <laughs> between. Uh, well, I guess in order it would probably be Houston, Iowa State. And then Oklahoma State and Baylor just – and that's definitely my fandom coming in, putting Baylor and Oklahoma State last because they've yeah. just been so dang disappointing. And, yeah. you know, we were we were kind of talking about that South Alabama game. I, I think what I said was you take Oklahoma with the spread, but you put money line money on South Alabama because if they hang around, they're not going to cover. They're going to win straight up. And they didn't just hang around. They blew them, blew them out. So, yeah, I think Oklahoma State might be the bottom feeder in this league, even worse than Baylor, believe it or not. So so basically, to recap, your bottom four all have one thing in common. They got Oklahoma State absolutely embarrassing this weekend. Lose by four touchdowns to South Alabama. Baylor got whacked by uh, Texas State in the first week. Houston has a loss to JT Daniels down at Rice. And who is the fourth team that, I, that I'm missing? Who am I drawing a blank on? Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State loses to Ohio. So they're and they're one and two. Would uh how close is Cincinnati? I, I guess Cincinnati's a unique team just because they went to Pitt and won. I know Pitt did not look good. Pitt's not a good football team. We've said that all week on the on the Ryan Rush show. But still, them able to go there, control it, be up 20, that was impressive. But then you come right back and you lay an egg against a Miami or Ohio team in an in-state just total letdown with Oklahoma on deck. So, yeah, no, I, I, I like I like kind of your tiers. You probably could make an argument that two and three basically are into one. But, I mean, the, for argument purposes, debate purposes, you like to separate it. And I think you said it best, like that four to ten range, that's a flip of a coin, all these games. And we get one of those this weekend uh, with the Mountaineers in, in a game and a, an opponent that they've struggled against. Neil Brown has struggled to beat Texas Tech. But, I mean, if they're able to get this on Saturday, finally start in the win column for the first time since 2019 um, as 1-0 in the Big 12, then they're going to be sitting pretty uh, headed down in these final eight games in for the season. Uh, Rush, let, or sorry, <laughs> 
Troy, sorry, I'm used to saying Rush on the Ryan and Rush show. I, I'm like Shannon Sharp on uh Hey, on go ESPN Patriots. With, yeah, go Patriots. <laughs> with 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 uh with Skip and, and Shannon, where Shannon keeps calling uh Stephen A Skip every other word now because it's just programmed in me. Uh Troy, when we get to Dallas first Saturday in December, who gets to Dallas and who ends up winning it, in your opinion? As of today. As of today. And this is going to be the worst prediction for the Big 12 fans, but it's going to be Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. I, I really, I really hope that Kansas could get there or Kansas State could get there, but I'm buying into the Oklahoma hype. I think that they've got, uh, uh, they've just, they've got enough on offense that allows them to make defensive mistakes and allows them to play really aggressive defensively, and. There's still a lot of these quarterbacks in the Big 12 that I'm going to have questions about that are probably going to make enough mistakes to give teams like Oklahoma the chance to win. I I think as of right now, even though they've played super inferior opponents, I think it looks a lot like Oklahoma's got the best well-oiled machine going in the league, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they have looked good. It is against the inferior competition, and we'll see what happens here when it gets picked up here. Let me ask you this. So we talked about Texas and Oklahoma already. They both got road spots. And I mean, I think that you cannot put a price on this. They're going to get everybody's best shot because it's the last year in the Big 12. Oklahoma's got to go to Cincinnati. Texas has got to go to Baylor. I know how bad Baylor's looked. But Dave Aranda's already said this week, everybody's told him just win one game. Nobody cares that you lost to Texas State if you beat Texas. Could either of those teams get picked off this weekend? And if either one was to get picked off, which one do you think could get picked off more likely? I think either of those teams could get picked off pretty much any week from this point out just because I don't think it's nearly as dominating at the top. Even if there's a lot of schools that bunch up in the middle around those 500 records and there's somebody that ends up winning you know, eight league games or something, they're going to have yeah. two or three of those games that they win in one possession games that could easily go the other way. And because of that, because of guys like Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel that are at that level where you expect them to be really good, but you know there's still the opportunity for a stinker to be thrown, I think a, a lot of these schools could get picked off week to week. And, you know, the, the, the only reason why I don't think Cincinnati's a super live dog is because Emory Jones really stinks and – I'm not going to let the first two weeks of Emory Jones fooling me overrule the last couple of years of watching Emory Jones just completely throw it all away. Um, but I think I think Baylor's got a shot to beat Texas. I, re- I really I do. I do too, man. I, mean, I do too. People Texas call me crazy. did not look impressive. No. Uh, didn't look impressive in the Rice game. Uh, we thought they looked super impressive in the Alabama game, and now you realize that Alabama can't even move the dang football. So that's not as impressive. I think I think the uh, uh, the whole idea of Texas starting off really hot and then it all comes crashing down, I think we've got a chance to see that. I definitely do. And even a guy like Dana, all you Mountaineer fans have seen how much success Dana's had. I don't care what Dana's record is at Houston. When Texas goes down to uh, Houston or they got to go to TCU, they got really hard road spots. Uh, Troy, so we, so your official Big 12 prediction is Oklahoma over Texas. I hope you're wrong. I will that'll be the first thing I say. Where do you see the Mountaineers finishing up? So we're 2-1. and one. 
Um, Schedule-wise, you cannot ask for a better schedule. You So in your tiers, the Mountaineers do not draw three out of the four in your t- tier one. Don't draw Texas. Don't draw Kansas State. Don't draw Kansas. The only one they draw is uh, uh, Oklahoma in Norman at the end of November. Where do you see the Mountaineers finishing up here in Big 12 play? I know you teased it that you think actually – they could potentially get to Dallas if things shake right. They win all their close games. If you had to say right now on September the 19th, where do these Mountaineers finish um, come the end of uh, end of November into December? So as of right now, I think West Virginia has got a pretty good chance to win at home against every opponent they have left. So Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, BYU will be the toughest of those home games, I believe, but they still will have a shot in Cincinnati. So they have a nice four road schedule where they or four home schedule where they should be able to win at least three of those games. So I'll go conservative and say they go three and one at home. I think they will have trouble going to Fort Worth. And obviously going to Houston is the old Dana Bowl. So we'll say that they go one and one between those two teams, but there is a chance that they lose both of those games. And then at the bounce house, that might be long enough that John Reese Plumley is back. But in the event that they were able to sneak out a game like at Houston and, and they, they beat Tech and Oklahoma State, going down to UCF, man, they might be believing that they can just play ball control against some of these Big 12 offenses and they might buy into it. I could see West Virginia winning. Let's go one, two, three, four, five, and at Baylor at the end, I could see them going six and three in the big 12. So six and three gets you to eight and four, six and three might be able to really actually backdoor you into the big 12 title game. Just depends on how these teams at the top stumble, but you're right, man. The schedule is as soft as it'll get. Oh, it looks very favorable for the Mountaineers. And um, I don't know, there might be something to beating Pitt that gives Neil Brown a little bit of confidence and a little bit of uh you know, I don't I don't have to go out of my comfort zone. We won that game with a backup quarterback, and all we had to do was complete a few third downs and control the ball. The more games they win like that, you know, the more momentum builds and builds and builds, especially with that style of football. You know you're not doing a week-to-week like we hope our quarterback's hitting all his throws. We're going to have to throw the ball 45 times. So I'm not sure. I'm thinking, you know, 6-3 and three in the league is a Neil Brown extension almost. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about extension, but it's been long overdue that he needs to win eight games. Um, it's ironic because we did an episode on the path eight wins and it's actually right there, but they got to get Saturdays. I know the pick win was great, but there's, you kind of almost negated if you're not able to win this big 12 opener against a really good Texas tech team that's had our numbers. So, uh, Troy, th- Thank you, Mr. Big 12 Guru, for stopping by the Ryan and Russ show. Again, an old friend of the program. And, of course, going to have you on in the future. But go check out Troy Tuning at and his Twitter handles at the bottom, at Troy Tuning. Very simple. His name is nickname, the Big 12 Guru. And go check out the college experience where we go uh, live every single Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. Uh, uh, Troy, thanks for stopping by, my man. Of course, and um, as an adopted West Virginia fan that took the over on burnt couches last week, let's go, baby. That was that was a clutch bet. I knew they were going to burn over 5,000 couches. It was easy. That was easy. They might have gotten that done before they kicked off. <laughs> no doubt. The place was on fire. It was great. All right, Troy, good to see you, brother. We'll see you in a little bit. Take it easy. See you, Troy.
Always good to get Troy Tuning back on. Couple programming notes, everybody. Everybody's probably wondering where Rush is. Rush has business. He's handling. He will be back on Thursday. Tomorrow, we got our good friends from uh, the Gambling Gauchos will be coming on uh, to preview and go behind enemy lines with the Texas Tech Raiders. They'll give us everything we need to know. And, uh, yeah, well, let's get it done on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a big week. Uh, the pit win was great, but the pit game's over. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it does matter, but it, you always want to be pit. But the only thing that matters is going 1-0 for the first time since 2019 and beating an opponent that's really had our number during the Neil Brown era, and that's the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and let's go Mountaineers.